scary basement. Each week, me and my friend Roxy are drawn inexplicably and supernaturally to this basement, wherein lurks every scary thing that has ever been, including a zombie still crawling after being cut in half, Russian nesting doll Freddy Kruegers, bats in the daytime, and a lava monster, but cold. The effect when they touch you is still the same. It's a lot like burning. I'm Mikey McCaller. And I'm Roxy Polk. (laughs) Roxy, let's start out, as we always do, with the scariest things that happened to us this week. What happened to you in your regular life outside the scary basement that spooked you to your very bones? Uh, Mikey, I know that you have talked a lot about how much it sucks to park in L.A., which (laughs) it does suck. But it also sucks to park on my street because... If you're not parked under a tree that is just going to shed detritus all over your car in one inch thick, just gunk, Mm. you're parked under like a telephone pole where birds are shitting all over your car. Yeah. That's what happened to me this week. (laughs) I parked (laughs) in a bad spot and I guess there was an army of birds or something because my car is an absolute disaster case. Roxy, how many days ago was this? Uh, Two days ago. I need to take it in to get it washed. Why? Because- Everybody who's parked in that spot and had birds shit on their car died seven days later. God damn it. Okay, so I got five days. Do do I need to not wash off the bird shit for five days? Is that how, is it because they wash it off so the birds curse them? Honestly, that one's up to you. God damn it. Okay, I gotta figure out the rules to this curse, otherwise I'm gonna be dead in five days. The curse has nothing to do with it, but if you've got like an hour and want to go through the drive-thru, like... Get the car washed. It feels like a nice... You don't want to drive around your last week alive with a filthy car. That's true. That's that's very fair. I, I also don't want to do that. I'll tell you, uh, the scariest thing that happened to me this week. All right. What was it? Going to a strip club with my friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like saying okay. these like, like it's a ghost. I had... It's haunted in other ways. But yeah, I, I hadn't got... I knew that you were going to do this. So now I get to finally hear about how the experience went. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was fine. Uh, I I had a bachelor party to go to. It's been two years, right? It's been a Mm -hmm. pandemic keeping us away from strip clubs, which I was pretty fine with. I'm very bad at strip clubs. I I don't have like the fortitude to just be like, sit still and drink a beer. You say fortitude. I mean, it's like, do you want to get a boner in front of your friends in a public place? I I don't know. Here's the thing. I, I, do, I do it exactly wrong in that I, I live in the wrong space of both worlds, right? Where it's like, I could just sit still and just be like, all right, this isn't for me. I can't do it. Or I uh-huh. could play along and just like all of my friends have boners together and let's all go get a boner and we'll have a fun boner party. Uh-huh. I do the thing where I'm like, I really don't like this and I don't feel super comfortable, but I'm here, and so I should try it. Okay. So I always get a lap dance, uh-huh. and then I just sit there, and I'm just like, this isn't fun. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they come over, and they talk to you, and they're, and like I don't want to hurt their feelings. They're like, do you want to dance? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, I'm scared. Oh, but no. then I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. It's because it's what it's it's what is expected, I guess. The scariest thing is hurting the feelings of these women who, let's be honest, they're professionals. They're working. I don't yeah. want to waste their time. I mean, dancing is a talent. I sure as hell couldn't do that. Uh, it's it's a talent it's, in many it, different it, it ways. Is, and but I like, want to support them. You could be like, here here's the money. Can we? Can you not give the dance though? I mean, we could just like talk. What's it like? What's your job like? <laughs> Be like, whatever the time period is for that, uh, let's just chat. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I've got a question for you. In this movie, uh, they <laughs> got what a question about- of the week. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the movie Wreck, which we just covered <laughs> last week? What's your opinion on zombies? And <laughs> I'm going to do that next time. Yeah, there you go. And speaking of not wanting to hurt the feelings of others and just giving them what they want, here comes the demon bot who has a lot of demands of us every week. Sure does. Mikey and Roxy, this week you were instructed to watch the 2005 film Cursed by Wes Craven and starring Christina Ricci, Jesse Eisenberg, and Portia de Rossi. Did you watch the film, or your soul's forfeit? Yes, Roxy, I did watch Cursed. Did you watch Cursed? Oh boy, did I watch Cursed. Big time we watched Cursed. Yeah, big time. Good, then you may keep your souls. For now. Just snuck it in. Yeah. I felt like he was saying that, like, uh, the way you say, like, Zyloclothene may cause erectile dysfunction, eye bleeding, noses that run for longer than two hours. Consult a doctor before you try mesophetamine. 
like you know you know the medical person yeah yeah the little very small sped up blurb they do to be like hey if you take this you'll die and you can't sue us because we put this (laughs) disclaimer here so just fyi demon body thing two words (laughs) that he tried to sneak in there and he did it roxy (laughs) for anybody listening up at the scary basement door who has not seen the film cursed from 2005 first of all god bless you but Mm -hmm. let's give them a quick plot run through okay let's do it we open on two friends maya and shannon elizabeth who go to see a psychic named Lindsay bluth they're told that there is so much blood in their future and that there is a beast after them then we meet Jimmy and his dog Zipper, and they talk to a cute girl named Brooke. Jimmy goes to school with Brooke, but she doesn't even know his name. Brooke's boyfriend, Bo, then shows up to bully Jimmy a little, making Jimmy run away with his metaphorical tail between his legs. The literal tail will come later. Finally, we meet Ellie, who is visiting her boyfriend Jake at a horror-themed dance club that he's setting up. Jake says he needs some space, and Ellie decides to give it to him. So then she leaves to go pick up Jimmy, who is her brother. As Jimmy and Ellie drive through the Hollywood Hills, a beast clambers over their windshield, causing them to crash into another car. Ellie and Jimmy try to help the girl who gets stuck in the overturned vehicle. That beast shows up to rip her to shreds before they can. Also, Jimmy and Ellie are scratched by the beast. Guess that's what you get for trying to help. Now, Jimmy and Ellie are werewolves, but they don't know it yet. Ellie can smell the nosebleed of a co-worker, and Jimmy burns his hand on a silver pie scooper and is also now good at wrestling and is sexy. But knowing that he is not normally sexy, Jimmy knows something's up. So he goes to the library and reads like 30 books on werewolves. Then he explains the werewolf rules. Silver only hurts, does not kill a werewolf. If you want to kill a werewolf, you have to sever their head from their heart. And the only way to break the werewolf curse is to kill the original werewolf. A party where Ellie's been sent by Craig Kilborn to pre-interview Scott Bayo for her job at the Late Show with Craig Gilborn. Kelly and Jake have it out. The guy wants to talk, but he's banged so many other gals, including Scott Bayo's publicist and Maya. He and Ellie can't even talk. Later down in the garage, Maya is eaten by a werewolf. Then Jimmy goes out for the wrestling team. <laughs> Things just gotta happen in this movie. Uh, he kicks Bo's ass, who you'll remember is the boyfriend, and also played by This Is Us main actor jack plays jack on this is us huh which is huge for me jimmy kicks his ass in front of brooke and all the while jimmy is suggesting that Bo stop making gay jokes and just accept that he's gay uh, they got him ellie meets the psychic Lindsay bluth from the beginning who warns her she has the mark of the beast then jimmy fights a werewolfified zipper their dog who got the curse when he bit jimmy after the crash Initially, Bo comes over and tells Jimmy he was right. He, Bo, is gay himself and that he feels bad about making the jokes. <laughs> Jake tells Ellie that, yeah, he's a werewolf, but he can control it. And that's when Ellie goes to find Jimmy, who went to the horror-themed nightclub opening. It's there that she learns that Jake is the original werewolf, but he did not kill those girls. There's a second werewolf, and then that second werewolf attacks. Jimmy and Ellie soon learn that werewolf number two is Scott Bayo's publicist. She got the werewolf curse when she slept with Jake, and now she wants to eliminate all her competition for Jake. Anyhow, the cops arrive and they shoot the second werewolf to death. Finally, back home, Jake attacks Ellie and Jimmy for some reason. <laughs> they stab him with the silver pie scooper and cut off his head, ending the werewolf curse when Jake's body bursts into flames. Then Zipper the dogs come home, and Bo brings his girlfriend over for uh, Jimmy to kiss? It's a fucking weird ending, man. <laughs> and that's the movie Cursed. That's the movie Cursed. <laughs> it is kind of insane in many different ways on many different levels. Roxy, I uh, I dug into the, the making of this movie a little bit, as I know you did as well. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. This movie was troubled. <laughs> they could not make this it movie. It is. It's truly cursed. I mean, like, I think it was Craven himself who said, "It, yeah, it was cursed. We shouldn't have named it cursed because it was cursed. <laughs> sure was. So they go out. They film a werewolf movie. First of all, Wes Craven is going to make a movie he actually wants to make. I can't remember what the title was, but he was, like, all set to do this movie. Yeah. And then there was another werewolf movie coming out from a different studio. So they're like, we got to get our werewolf movie into production now. 
Oh, so they, I didn't even know about this. Okay. They doubled Wes Craven's salary and said, you don't get to do the movie you love. Come do this werewolf movie for us. And he said yes. And he mm. goes and he makes, he, he shoots like 70% of a movie. And then they're like, this is turning out bad and we hate it. And then they just scrap it. And well, it's they the fucking Weinsteins. Like they, yes. like, they should not be in charge of any of this. Yeah, they completely destroyed whatever the movie was going to be. Mm-hmm. It is, like, basically nothing of the original, I think, exists in this version. And here's why I think this is so important to this movie. Because watching it, you can tell this was not a well-put-together production. This movie is all fucking over the place. And it's so it's silly and so fun. Like... It's quite if, fun. Like, as bad as it is, it's also fun, I should say. Yeah. It's it's definitely a movie. I, I am not one to partake in a drug, but if I were, I would love to do a drug and watch it with uh, uh, some close friends, and we could okay. make uh, jokes or riffs or do bits. Yeah. It would definitely be good for that. This is our most mature episode of The Scary Basement, Roxy. We've talked about strip clubs and drugs. Oh, that's true. We have. <laughs> I think one of the biggest sad parts of this, too, well, not really the biggest, they're all sad parts uh, about the original production getting completely scrapped. They had, I can't remember his name now, but he is a super famous makeup expert who worked on a bunch of werewolf movies before. He did these amazing practical effects for the movie. Mm -hmm. There was like this awesome werewolf suit that an actor was in. They got rid of all of the practical effects so they could have shitty CGI that looks so fucking dated for when this movie came out in like, what, 2005, 2007? It came out in 2005, yeah. It looks, the werewolves look bad. They look really bad. Yeah, which I mean, all CGI did at that point in time, really. There wasn't a way to Mm -hmm. make it look good. Um, (laughs) I would say there is one good part, though, that you've, people have probably seen memes of this, even if they didn't know what it was from, where Mm -hmm. uh, the publicist lady werewolf, she -hmm. like breaks a window and then flips off the, the two main characters, the siblings. Yes. Yep. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> the werewolf gives people the finger. Yes. Listen, it's okay. First of all, that is funny, but uh-huh. that is a fundamental misunderstanding of the werewolf mythology. Uh, because which werewolf way? is about. <laughs> Every way. The werewolf is about. Okay. And the movie, like, this isn't just me, like, bringing my own, like, what a werewolf should be. This movie talks about it a lot. The idea of the werewolf is that we've got our human side and we've got our animal side. And they're both parts of us. And we have our human side, which can love and be empathetic and make connections with people and express ideas in thoughtful, coherent ways. And then we have our animal side, which needs to eat, which needs to fuck, which needs to shit, which like just has like these very base urges that need to be let out. And if we become, if we succumb to those urges, we become a monster. That's the werewolf mythology. And that's why it's always, always, always so sexy. And it's usually supposed to be sort of uncontrollable, too. Like, the werewolves in this have complete control. They're not, like, really giving into an animal instinct in ways like that. Like, there is the sense where the publicist lady, she's like, I'm eliminating the competition. Maybe that could be seen (laughs) as kind of like a bestial thing, but that's also, like, a very human thing to do when you're planning something. Right. It's Werewolves should only be charged with manslaughter. These werewolves could be charged with murder. Yes. Because yep. they're planning out literally. It's literally a murder mystery. Like, this movie is also a murder mystery. It's one of the fun things about it. Kevin Williamson had to rewrite the entire script, too, but he did do this rewrite. So at least there's an element to it, like Scream and stuff, where you don't know who the actual werewolf is, which makes it fun. So <laughs> you are trying to figure out who, who it is the whole time. But yeah, it's literally murder mystery. It is murdering. But there's also, it, it's, the, it's the exact same trick he used in Scream. Where it's very obvious throughout that uh, Joshua Jackson's character, Jake, Pacey, uh-huh. as I referred to him as, he is Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Okay. Uh-huh. Why am I not calling him Peter Bishop? He also I don't know, because played- you love Fringe, Mikey. I love Fringe, and yet he's always going to be Pacey, and I've seen like two episodes of Well, it's because it Creek. wasn't the first thing you saw him in. It's going to be solidified the first thing you see him in. I, I guess so. I spent five seasons with the man in that sci-fi wonderland. He's very clearly the werewolf. <laughs> yeah, like Throughout. every lady is into him. He's like <laughs> scruffy, sexy in the movie, sort of like it's like, like a werewolf a might be. But she then, can't admit it or figure it out, though, is the thing until he like tells her. Well, this is the thing. It's the exact same dynamic he had in Scream, where it's like Billy Loomis. We're like, oh, he sure seems like the killer, and then mm-hmm. surprise, he was. But there was but also a second it- killer. Yeah, I think part of it, too, is like, oh, are they, is he a red herring to make him seem suspicious, though? But mm-hmm. yeah, since you've already seen Scream, you're like, mm, 
Probably not. I mean, like, he, he was being creepy. <laughs> and yeah. was actually, like, a killer. But that's where they talk so much about, like, the sexuality of werewolves. Like, he is hmm. an embodiment of the werewolf mythology, as has been established, because... He's, like, every woman he meets at a party, he has slept with. <laughs> it's, like, a yeah, very funny well, scene. So one of the things they do with that, it, I guess instead of it making, like, a conscious thing, it's everybody else is attracted to the people who are werewolves mm-hmm. outside of their control. So it's, like, any woman who's attracted to him, he knows it's not because of his personality or even his looks. It's literally just because he's a werewolf and there's some sort of pheromones that are drawing mm-hmm. women to him. So I think that's why he... Is like, well, okay, I guess I'll sleep with them, but like never have an actual relationship because right. I can't trust any of their feelings, I guess. <laughs> Which is why, like, I don't know, he decides to try and be serious with our main character, even though I can't tell if her, if she's attracted to him in the same way like that, because she's able to look past that and rebuff him even before she becomes a werewolf. So I don't mm. know. Yeah, that seems like the kind of thing that like would have thematic resonance. If yeah, in some way. A coherent movie. There is a line in this movie, Roxy, that also appears in The Faculty, which was also written by Kevin Williams. Uh-huh. Where uh, Jack from This Is Us, who plays Bo, okay. is making fun of him. And he goes, I don't remember the specific insult, but he says like, oh, yeah, Jimmy's the, the regular old closeted gay boy who has a dog or whatever. Every school's got one. Oh, that line. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Which we talked about in the faculty is the least realistic line of all time. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. It's like only in a fucking movie does every high school got one. Not in real life. That's not how that works. <laughs> not just a movie, but in a meta movie. Like a movie that is aware of the genre it's in. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're high schoolers and we have different tropes. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Which while we're talking about this, we should say that the way it deals with gay characters and like gay bashing specifically with Mm -hmm. Bo initially bullying Jimmy the brother Mm -hmm. about thinking he's gay and then teasing him about it I I don't know about the way they handled that here's my thinking on it I suspect and I have no idea if this is true obviously I have not seen the original version of Cursed Uh it just feels like everything was lining up for this to be a the first gay werewolf movie. It should have been. It, it's such a missed opportunity. Like the girlfriend that Jimmy ends up with at the in the end, she had maybe three scenes. You don't care about her. She's just a prize. It doesn't. You don't see her really get invested. She's with. I think Bo. I literally wrote down she is a prize and not a. Character. Yeah, she is. Like she's with Bo when he's a total douchebag to like an innocent kid just sitting there. You know, mm-hmm. like and she's just oh don't worry about him. He's just an asshole. Like I can understand wanting to be friends with Bo after he's like out and has realized himself and felt bad about being a bully. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's fine being with him when he's a bully. So she's not even, like, a great oh. person or anything. No. And she immediately switches. She she doesn't switch because she knows Bo is gay. She switches because the main character kid, Jimmy, he's stronger than Bo because he beats him up in a wrestling match. And it's like, that's why she is attracted to him, I guess, because they give us nothing other than that. Bo literally, at the end of this movie. Yes. It's, this is ridiculous. Walks his, his girlfriend over to Jimmy's house. Yes. Having already revealed to Jimmy... We don't know if he's revealed to his girlfriend. You know, that's that a good question. What? Maybe if he was, if she was a beard. I assume she didn't know, but maybe. You know what? No, he, he said he didn't tell anybody. He didn't tell anybody okay, except yeah. for Jimmy. Because he was like, well, you're the only other gay guy I know. So, of course, I would tell you because you know what it's like. So, the girlfriend You're, you're very know. right when you say that they, they don't give us any information. But the jump my brain did was that he went and picked her up and on the way said, I'm gay. Mm, and okay. Therefore, I'm going to give you. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> uh, she's like, "Do I have a choice?" This. He's like, "I'm sorry, you don't." Apparently, uh, you are a trophy that is passed from man to man. <laughs> it's such fell. bullshit. Yeah, it's stunning. Listen, they just shouldn't have brought I- her in there. Jimmy should have just been gay, or they could him and J- Jimmy and Bo should have been best friends. Either way, they should have. It should have ended with the two of them either in a friendship or an actual relationship. I mean, I guess they did end in friendship. It's like the three of them, they walk off to just take a walk around the block together. Right. Where he can go watch them kiss. It was very awkward because they kiss in the middle of like their front yard and like the sister is there and Bo is there. Bo is literally standing right next to them. The sister is like on the porch. There's like a smoldering body of a kid from Dawson's Creek in the house. Yeah, she's in the kitchen. (laughs) That's right. 
making out. And he's like, I'm I'm gonna go walk away, and then she's Christina Ricci is like, I guess I'll clean this entire house that got destroyed. Okay. <laughs> go have a walk, I guess. Experience your youth. I don't know. Roxy, I think this movie would fucking rule if Jimmy was gay. It would be so much better, that's for sure. Definitely elevate it. It's like then that gay bashing at the top would like kind of make sense. And I do kind of get what they're doing. Like they kind of like clearly identify where homophobia comes from. This idea that you are having feelings with yourself. I get that. It feels so much nicer. Like I wanted Jimmy and Bo to kiss. They had the closest to a real connection in this entire movie. And I think also the way they flip their relationship and their dynamic is much more interesting to watch as well. Where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, he bullied him because he saw something of himself in him. But now he's ready to accept that and, like, actually become his friend and maybe Mm -hmm. more, I guess. So it's like you have that self-actualization, self-acceptance in there as well. I don't know. It would have been so much more interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that would have ruled. Let's also talk about the scene before that scene at the ending. (laughs) Okay. Where Jake, for no reason. No, it's not for no reason. Okay, okay. Did you catch the reason? Yes. To me, it was like he just decided to come be the bad guy no well so that's the thing is he was trying to convince christina ricci to like be a werewolf with him but he's Uh like but we can't have your brother be a werewolf with us because he's another male so i would have to compete with him so now we're doing dog things where there's an alpha even though that's not real and dog and like wolf pack stuff okay okay i missed that but he was like yeah there can only be one alpha so we'll have to kill your brother so that's when she's like well, you know, maybe I could have... He he turns into, like, an ultimate villain, though, yeah, because he didn't come across as, as much of a controlling, creepy asshole until that moment. Right. So it felt like they changed his character because they needed to have another villain or resolve it so they wouldn't be werewolves in some way. Mm-hmm. And so they set up the entomology of it where it's like you have to kill the one who was a werewolf first, which would be him. Which, first of all, that's a great entomology. I, lo- I love that a lot. <laughs> Even if he said, if he had a line like, there can only be one alpha, I think that you're right. It. That is that is yeah. unearned. But also, they make a big point throughout the movie that Jimmy kind of likes being a werewolf. And he's like, can yeah. we do it? And then they get home at the end and they're like, well, it's over. And that's too bad because he was like, yeah, then we got to go back to our regular stupid bullshit lives. Yeah, And I was exactly. like, yeah, I want this kid to be a werewolf. And again, if he was gay, it would be a really beautiful thing for him to say, like, I like being this certain aspect of me i like yeah especially if you're using it as an allegory to like being a werewolf instead of then having them reject it and then do what the movie did it's fine uh so pacey becomes uh a mustache twirling villain after being a pretty nice relatable guy who has a biggest sin up until this point is having a lot of sex yeah and he comes over (laughs) he's just like I'm sorry, I'm a psychopath now. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, like, you need me. You can't, you're not strong enough to survive without me. Like, you, you need me. You're weak. He, your parents died. Your, your brother's lame. Like, he your life tried to break up with her in the very beginning of this movie. And then at the end, he says, you can't live without me. And I'm a psychopath. And I have to kill you if you want to leave. He yeah. tried to do it. He tried to do it, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> rules. It is all over the place. It's things just happen things just happen yeah and it's funny (laughs) yeah again like it's fun to experience but it is not a good movie (laughs) it's not good um what else okay so then there's the big reveal that the killer werewolf that we've been Mm, seeing kill mm -hmm. these um maya and shannon elizabeth is judy greer's character okay yeah i couldn't remember okay judy greer is the actress correct yes Okay. There is uh, this movie has uh, I wrote it very early on. It's like what a cast of people who are going yeah. to be very famous in like 6 years. Yeah, and apparently the original cast was even more people like Skeet Ulrich was supposed to be one of the main characters. Oh, he was going to be Pacey, right? Uh I think so, yeah. And then also Heather Langdenkamp was going to be in there. So it was going to be like two two of Craven's other like okay. actors he's worked with really closely. We're going it was going to be sort of like a pseudo reunion in a way and then they both fun. dropped out. When the movie got revamped and it was in production hell for like five years. But just like going back through this, it's like they caught Jesse Eisenberg early. Mm-hmm. We got Judy Greer, who goes on to be the come this comedic mainstay, a mainstay of our podcast, even in the Halloween movies. It, she, Yeah, she's very fun. Also, just like as the character she is. Uh, we get 
we get like Nick Offerman from Parks and Recreation as like yeah. a cop with one scene. No, he he's a random like either cop or EMT. I can't remember. Yeah. I think he's a cop. Yeah, but he's just like a random guy in one scene, and then yeah, I completely forgot about that. I made a mental note but forgot to write it down. <laughs> and most importantly, Jack from This Is Us. Are you watching This Is Us, Roxy? I I don't even know what that is, Mike. It's what? a show on NBC, and it's the most beautiful show there is. Oh, okay, it's on regular TV. That's probably why I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's all on Hulu. I couldn't recommend it more. It's okay, just send me send me a link after this then. <laughs> I probably won't. Okay. You don't you don't have to. Uh okay. No, okay. So Judy Greer, we find out, is the killer werewolf. Yes. And she has spent this movie kind of warning. How come she doesn't hang on, why doesn't she have sexy aura? Before we get into like what she does she specifically, is the least sexual character in this whole movie. She exactly seriously right. is. Like all of the other characters, yeah. they literally turn heads when they become werewolves because that's how powerful uh-huh. it is. But for her, it doesn't because I guess you would know that she was the werewolf then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, sorry. She, <laughs> you were going to talk about what she does. She spends the movie telling Christina Ricci that uh, Pacey is a bad dude mm-hmm. and to get away from him. Which I yep. guess now thinking about it, that kind of makes sense. She's trying to mean girl her out of yes. the situation. Yep. But then she's just like, actually, I'm in love with Pacey, and I've been killing everybody who is- uh, Her competition. Her competition. competition. So like any other person who slept with him who is trying to get back yeah. with him to try and Which, be a like, relationship instead of a one-night stand, I guess. I don't know why she's not killing Christina Ricci. I think because she thinks she's not even competition- Okay. And like she's keeping him distracted. She's like, she's kind of the wafy girl who he's not actually going to fall for, but thinks he likes maybe. So she'll mm-hmm. be the distraction while I get rid of my real competition. Maybe. Oh, okay. I mean, that might be a generous interpretation. It might just literally <laughs> be because she's got plot armor or because she works with her. So she needs her for her job because she's giving Scott Bayo, who she represents, a gig. Scott Bayo. So it would make more sense almost if she was keeping her for her own professional like advancement. Mm-hmm. Scott Bayo is such a bonkers choice and not in a good way. <laughs> he plays like, himself, first of all. He plays himself. He plays himself. There's all this talk about, like, he should be the first guest coming out on Craig Kilborn. It's like, no, he shouldn't. He should not be on anything ever. He doesn't uh, have anything going on. I, I don't actually know what he does. They said he's in Happy Days, right? He was in is Happy it? Days. Uh, he was Chachi on Happy Days. Okay. And is he, he Charles was in Charles and Charles. Yes. Okay. Which I've never seen a single episode of either of those shows. Well, here's but, the thing. Uh, they make the joke in the movie. They're like, we're going to play a Happy Days clip when you come out. And he's like, well, how about my new movie? And she's like, mm, nah, nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> oh, no. Like, they well, know that's kind of good humored of him to, like, be able to take a part that would literally cast him in that light. That is true. And, and this is something I read in the original script. You have to be a good sport for that. Uh-huh. He was going to be the werewolf. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay. They were going to have him be the werewolf. Which would have been funny. <laughs> would have been it would have turned it. Yeah. Idea. I wonder what his motivation would have been. Because <laughs> I do like well, it much more than it being like woman wants man, so kills everybody in her right. way. Although in in a way too, it almost seemed like it was just she wants to possess him, so it's more like anything she wants, she's gonna go get. So it, it I've seen much worse examples of this trope. Basically, this is mm-hmm. not the worst example of that kind of trope. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> It was not good, but... It it was not the worst example of the trope in the sense that it wasn't as offensive as it could have been, but it was the worst example of the trope in that it was not built correctly. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh, yep. Uh Uh-huh. And it simply occurred. I just, I feel like I can see all the different drafts of this movie. It's like there's one draft where Pacey is the villain, and that's the end scene we got. And then there's Mm -hmm. one draft where Judy Greer is the villain, and then we got that scene lifted out of one script and plopped into another. And then we got the gay werewolf script, and that scene where Bo comes out. It's like a kind of nice scene where he's like, no, 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 I'm not gay. I'm a werewolf. And Bo's like, yeah, I know how you feel. Like, you can't tell anybody who you are. Maybe it'll be someone yeah. just like you, but you can't say it. It's like, okay, yeah, you are making, you are doing the thematic work to make your good werewolf movie. It's unbelievable <laughs> yep. that this movie exists and was made. Very fun. I had a great time with it, personally. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, when I initially watched this, it was for free, but then I had to pay to watch it this time around, so. Oh, Man, another thing of just, like, movies ending up in weird places. Where did you watch it? I think I ended up watching it on Amazon. I paid fucking Bezos more money. That's good. Yeah, he needs it. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody somebody ought to help that guy. He doesn't have enough money. There is one genuinely fun and good idea that, again, is not set up well. Mm -hmm. 
you can't bite a werewolf and become a werewolf, first of all. That is not how that works. I mean, is it the saliva? Uh, I, I guess we don't really know. Is it the saliva? Is it blood transfer? I don't, we don't know. They got scratched. They didn't right. even get bit, you, actually. You get scratched or bit. So it, okay. it's coming from the werewolf. But okay. the dog does bite Jimmy, Jesse Eisenberg. And the dog, at one point in the movie, becomes a werewolf. And that is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a werewolf dog. <laughs> it's a so werewolf weird. dog for a second. Again, the CGI on that thing looked atrocious. Uh-huh. God, it was so bad. But yeah, it bit him and he bled. So it like drank his blood. So maybe it's supposed to be like like vampire or zombie rules if you're drinking the fluid of one of these things. Well, it, it makes it work. I don't know. Okay, but check it out. Okay. One of the quotes that I read as I was looking into like the history of this movie is like Wes Anderson was like, I took the money to do this werewolf Wait, hang movie. On. Williamson. Wes Anderson. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Williamson. <laughs> Wes Craven. <laughs> okay, Wes, Wes Anderson. Craven. Wes Anderson would not make a werewolf movie, and if he did, it would be shot straight forward, and it would probably be claymation. Wes I Craven said, I can't believe I took this werewolf movie, because why would I do that? You can't make a good werewolf movie. And I was immediately, it like got my brain turning, like, oh, I can make a good werewolf movie. I'd figure it out. And I just had one of my good ideas that would make this a good werewolf movie. Oh, Okay. Okay, the werewolf, first of all, the dog doesn't bite him. The werewolf scratches the dog, and the were- a dog turns into a werewolf. But that okay. works on every piece of organic material. So if there's a fish that gets scratched, it turns into a werewolf. <laughs> if there's, like, a sea anemone oh my <laughs> that scratched, it's just, like, every piece of any organic anything. So, what about a tree? Would a tree count? Yes, you would scratch a tree, and it would turn into a werewolf. It would, like, plants, for sure. We've seen, like, Venus flytraps, like, in the Poison oh, Ivy episodes okay. of Batman the Animated Series. Like, you would uh-huh. scratch just, like, a big flower, and it would turn into a werewolf. But then, to get rid of the werewolf, the only thing they can do... First of all, the movie opens... Okay, I'm just writing this movie now. The movie opens with them dropping a, a capsule, cryogenically frozen, into the middle of the ocean to get rid of it forever. Okay. And what happens is, over the t- course of time, the full moonlight filters all the way down to the bottom of the ocean and gets into this and the werewolf bursts to life and he bursts out of his frozen cave so as he's swimming up roxy he's scratching whales he's scratching fish he's scratching all these underwater animals (laughs) so they think they finally killed the werewolf and they're like okay let's go relax we'll have a nice relaxing day on the beach and this is the last scene of the movie and then a whale werewolf fucking tears up oh okay that's a stinger and like flops on the beach and just starts gnawing at all the terrorists the terrorists all the people (laughs) did you mean to say tourists i think i meant to say tourists (laughs) i mean there could be terrorists on the beach too maybe the whale is actually a hero and then the mayor is like we can't close the beach the town's economy you have to understand (laughs) while people are getting eaten by the werewolf whale Was there anything else fun in this movie? I feel like there was so much going on. We didn't even talk the- about Christina Ricci, who is oh, like yeah. one of the most beautiful women in history and is playing this like, why are all these boys turning their attention to me? It's like, it's insane. Yeah, the the part when she's at her workplace and is like, something smells really good and sniffs her way down the hall, like sniffing men as she passes by and be like, <laughs> nope, not that. Nope, not that. And then it's the woman in the break room that has a bloody nose and it like oh, yeah. zooms in. And then that same woman later, there's a scene when she's in the bathroom, when she thinks she's going to transform, that she's, like, having a bad time and, like, runs into the bathroom as soon as somebody comes in there. The scene goes on for so long. It's, like, uncomfortably long, where this (laughs) woman is like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine, go away. And then she's like, are you sure you're okay? She, like, like, comes into the stall. Yeah, she keeps pushing... First, just through words, because she won't fucking leave her alone, and then physically pushing the door open to, like, get in there. To the point that, like, also Christina Ricci, she, like, puts her hand on the door to make it stop and, like, digs her fingers into the door and they're bloody. And then the woman is like, oh, that's weird, but still doesn't leave. And then she's like, leave. And then once she sees the bad CGI eye, then she goes running. That was the first... And absolutely not the last time that in the notes I was taking as I watched this movie, when I wrote, why is this person behaving this way? It's, it's so strange. It makes no sense. You should sense. not ever ask that at all in a movie. I asked yeah. it no more than three times. No it, like made, times it made me uncomfortable, not because it was 
written to be that way. It's just like, this is going on for way too long. Somebody wrote this and made this woman act like this in such a weird, unnatural way that nobody would ever do. Yeah. Be fucking out of there. The other time, I, the, the other moment I wrote that was when Craig Kilborn. Um, oh, first of all, this is just like. Not that part. <laughs> this is not like. If you need to cut a character's finger, this is not the way you do it because we've all opened cans of soda before. But he cuts his finger opening a can of soda. I forgot that's how it happened. That's so stupid. You are correct. It's very dumb. Okay. What do you like? What are we talking about here? He's an adult. (laughs) Yeah. He knows how to open a can of soda. No, he's a little baby, Mikey. He doesn't know how to open the soda can. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of buy Christina Ricci, like, grabs his finger and, like, sucks on his finger like i kind of buy it because she's a werewolf i guess but craig kilborn is just like this girl's acting real crazy well he well, seems, he seems in, into it because she's got the allure so he's like oh that's i guess sexy. so i guess so if he's if we're reading it as a pure blowjob metaphor which i guess it is yes it definitely but was but also it was weird because she's never acted like that to him before either so he was probably like that's that's weird that's not how she acts but also i'm into it but what's happening that's exactly like i want him to be either more disturbed or more into it but the way he did it is just like huh well that's a real you know what I don't know about this. And then he goes on stage and does the Greg Kilborn show. Yeah. And then there's like a makeup artist behind them or something who gives Christina Ricci a weird look. Right. There's somebody else watching. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, uh, what? And then Christina Ricci's like, yeah, that was weird. I gotta go. Roxy, I love the episodes of this podcast where I have to lean back and scream something because <laughs> I realize it in the moment. Why was there a man there just like uh, taking notes? He had like his little headset on. He's just like, oh, yeah, there's Christina Ricci. She's talking about my boss's finger. <laughs> That's also right after they kicked uh, Scott Bayo, And so the publicist lady, like Christina Ricci's like freaking out. She's outside. And then publicist lady's like, you cut Scott Bayo. how dare you? And she's like, Karatov really had a good set. They had to. <laughs> it's truly uh, insane. So it's like she, the publicist lady doesn't even need Christina Ricci for her uh, public ad- or uh, her job advancement anymore. So right. she could have just killed her right there. <laughs> she never needed. She. Ne- Why are you managing Scott Bayo? Like, what do you expect? <laughs> Poor I Scott. Know. I hope Scott Bayo never listens to this. I'm sure he will. He doesn't have anything else going on. He listens to any podcast. Does he? Hey, can we get Scott Bayo on here, Mikey? I have never been more confident that we could get Scott Bayo into the scary basement. And all we'd have to do is, like, leave a trail of jelly beans into the cellar. <laughs> he would wander down here by himself. Notoriously known for loving jelly beans, Scott Bayo. <laughs> well, he's just like, oh, a pink one? Oh, a yellow one? <laughs> it's, just, it's just the brain of a goldfish. Just, like, memory keeps erasing. He's like, I, I do like this jelly bean. I also like this jelly bean. Why is my impersonation of uh, Scott Bayo like a uh, doc from <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Drawers? I just li- I like a jelly bean. Uh, confusing the two in your mind for some reason. I think that's oh, something no. you need to talk to your therapist about, Mikey. <laughs> no, I don't talk to her about anything that's close to g- real. Roxy, do you have a question for me? <laughs> yes, I do have a question for you. Uh, what is Scott Bayo's favorite flavor of jelly bean? Oh, I'm whichever one's joking. in front of him. <laughs> No, okay, there you go. Uh, So the actual question I had is, if you had a chance to be a sexy werewolf, but you transform once a month, so you would be a sexy werewolf like in this movie, uh, would you do it? The answer is yes. All right. Yep. 100%. I love love the idea of being a werewolf. I've always thought it would be cool to be a werewolf. I trust myself to train my brain to eventually become a werewolf who is in control. I also feel like if I'm not in control, I would do a good job of setting up boundaries so, so like that chain I could yourself not get in a basement out. or something? I would chain myself in a basement. I would go to the San Diego Zoo and close a cell on me. I okay. would go into a deep underground cave. Like, I would put myself somewhere where I would be safe. Mm-hmm. And I would just go have a fucking kick-ass werewolf time. I'd bring a six-pack of brew dogs. Brew dogs. <laughs> Roxy, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't drink the beer. I would just eat the beers individually. <laughs> <laughs> like what? a jelly bean. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. A little treat for your werewolf self. Gotcha. Would you become a werewolf if you had the choice? Yeah. And especially with the way the rules work in this movie, mm. you only transform once a month, but only sometimes. Because they said, like, <laughs> you don't always. And even if you do, you're in complete control. It's just kind of like when it happens the first time, you're not used to it. So you don't know mm. how to deal with it. But everything other than that. You get to be sexy, I guess, which is always nice. You get to be super strong. 
very cool. Uh, you feel more like confident. Great sense of smell. Yeah, great sense of smell. You got heightened senses in general. Like you can hear really well, all kinds of stuff. You got, you basically just get an upgrade and then you just have to deal with transforming sometimes once a month. So it's like, you know, one or one to three days. I already deal with having a period monthly, Mikey. Mm-hmm. It would just be an extra thing I have to deal with. And if you could sync up your two cycles. <laughs> yes, that would be great to have an Full excuse moon. to not do anything for three days. <laughs> I'm dealing yeah. with that shit. I think that's, I think it sounds great. I would be a yeah. werewolf. It has only pros, not really enough cons. The, this movie didn't make being a werewolf seem like a bummer, honestly. It's just no. if the wrong people become a werewolf, then it's a bummer for everyone else, is right. basically it, what it was. Roxy, on a scale from one to nine, because the number 10 does not exist in the scary basement, don't tell me it does. How realistic would you say the events of Cursed, and how likely are they to happen in our real world? So I think the werewolf part, not so much, but uh girl deciding to kill her competition to get her man, even if the man in question is shitty, because love is blind. Uh, I gave that a five out of nine. Oh, yeah? I'm sure that's <laughs> happened before. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't think they, she killed him, though. I, I don't. No, she what killed the think? women. She killed the women to get. No, man. no, that's what I mean. Like, in real life, oh. I don't think they, like, it goes that far into homicide. I talked about it before in a, like, uh what's making me happy on this podcast, but I've been reading this book about the Columbine killers uh-huh. and like the actual act of like tracking how like the idea of murder goes from fantasy to reality is so much wider. And so like, it's getting me thinking about movies differently now. Like, Oh yeah, she wanted to kill him because she wanted to eliminate the competition. It's like, no, it's a much deeper, <laughs> longer, more frightening psychological process than that, that even werewolfism can't do. I guess. <laughs> maybe she was just a freak and wanted to do it in the first place that's a so, great point it would know? be very funny if this movie like revealed at the end that nobody was a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a murderer just straight up murderer yeah, there's a lot of murders happening and was, she was eating the people I said one. Oh, okay all right because not just the werewolf shit but nobody in this movie acts like a person yeah everything is just I honestly I should just be at a zero or a one I just feel like there have been <laughs> probably murders that have happened yeah but i think my rating is way too high for that i think i'm gonna change it we're gonna be the same this week i'm gonna go one out of nine as well yeah i think one is the number for this yes movie yeah one or zero one is being generous Uh, well sometimes women push into each other's stalls in the bathrooms i assume that's happened (laughs) not in my experience but i'm sure it's happened get out of here roxy last week we did make a bet yes as to how many full moons there would be in this movie. Ha-woo! That's what you have to do when you say full moons. That's I don't know how many times we've said full moon, ha-woo, uh, this entire podcast, and I have not done it. <laughs> Slacking. I said there would be four full moons. Okay. Yes, and I said there would be three. So what, what was the ultimate answer, Mikey? Here was my count. Four for sure. Okay. Seven with illustrations. Oh, in the comic book and at one stuff point, on the web pages. Jesse Eisenberg is reading a comic book about werewolves and learning about their mythology. <laughs> and there's a lot of uh, full moon illustrations. So I'd say those count, but you still win either way. But I win either way. So do you know what the score is? We're tied, I think. 16 to 16 with one tie. Man, I got to win next week. I, I t- I'm worried gonna, about you because as, as we know, as we me. found... We found a note last week from the before people, whoever was in the scary basement before us. Yep. They left a note that says something happens at 30. Yes. So when one of us gets 30 points, I'm, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Something's going to happen. I mean, I, I don't want to find out, but also maybe he'll be done. No, I, even if he's done, that could mean we die anyways. <laughs> Never <Right>. mind. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I guess well, that's for us to lose sleep over and find do, out eventually. All we can do, Roxy, is keep our eyes forward and make bets on the movies we see and yep. do our absolute damnedest. To do something. Our absolute damnedest to do something. I don't know what yet. And speaking of the creature giving us these movies to keep our souls, here he comes, the demon bot. Ah, there he is. Congratulations, you have successfully reviewed the film Cursed. Your souls are safe for another week. 
For next week, you must review the 2021 film Malignant, directed by James Wan and starring Annabelle Wallace, Maddie Hassan, and George Young. If you do not, your souls will be forfeit and I shall claim your bodies as my own. Okay, Roxy, so we've got Malignant on the table. This started out as a Netflix movie and I believe is now on HBO Max. Is that? Yeah, as of our recording of this. As of our recording. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Actually well, I think it, I, we just need to start saying that because this stuff changes. As I found out, when Cursed moved from Tubi to freaking Amazon, or not Tubi anymore, I think it might also be on HBO Max. Actually, oh good, okay, great. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, Malignant. Let's watch it. I'm. I have not seen this movie yet, so this is one of I, the rare movies that I have seen and you have. Yes, I've heard a lot of conflicting things about people's reactions and how they felt about this movie, so I am eager to see how I feel and if I agree okay. with any of those takes I've been seeing about it. I'll bet you won't. You got to have your own opinion, Roxy. You're yeah. a wild spirit, a free reign kind of flower princess. Your hair, it blows freely in the wind even when the car is in park. That's what people are always saying about me. Thanks for acknowledging and letting everybody at home know, Mikey. I appreciate that. Roxy, let's make a bet for this malignant movie. Next All right. Week. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. Malignant. Um, so how about for malignant, how many total deaths will there be in the whole okay. movie? I feel like, because malignant just came out a year or two ago, right? It came out in 2021. So yeah. Oh, okay. Year. So just last year. Yep. I feel like newer movies tend to have higher body counts. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, this is maybe too much explanation of my strategy that you could take advantage of. I feel like <laughs> maybe. eight kills is my baseline for like a 80s slasher? slasher movie. Uh-huh. And it definitely feels like 90s it goes up and then 2000s it goes up more. I'm going to say 15. Okay, so I've heard this movie is pretty ballistic, but like it's it goes hard. Um, So I'm going to guess 20. 20, there it is. The bet is locked in. An even number. The pact has been sealed. I mean, the bet is confirmed. Whoever is closest to the number of deaths shall be declared the winner. The winner will receive a free trip to the Seattle Underground, though it will be at night with no tour guide. Roxy, we've talked about a lot of scary things, including... Homophobia. Homophobia. (laughs) The raw sexuality of man. And nosebleeds. What do you say we wrap it up by talking about something that's making us happy? What's going on in your life that's got a smile on that face? Uh, so Resident Evil 3 Remake's second year anniversary happened on the 3rd of April. That's fun! I love Resident Evil 3 Remake. Yeah, it's one of my favorite games. I love it a lot. Um, so in celebration of that, I did, like, a Twitch stream replaying the whole game, kind of, like, going through it in a relaxed mode, just not trying to, like, do a challenge or anything, just kind of, like, talking about the game and re-experiencing it and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was super fun, um... I still love that game. There, There's definitely things they could have improved on or added, but I still love the game that we got. So it was really fun to replay that. And also the fact that it's been two years is wild to me. That's crazy. Like when it came out, it was when pandemic and lockdown was really ramping up. So I just, it's been so cemented in my mind that like I was playing that at the beginning of when everything went bad. And it's also a game about an outbreak of mm-hmm. <laughs> an entire city falling apart. And then also Animal Crossing came around that time, too. So it's like those Uh two games are just like cemented in my mind to be like, yep, that was when the pandemic started. (laughs) Those are such good games. Um, So just to to think that it's been two years is wild. And having an excuse to replay that game was great. Yeah. And I got to share my experiences with everybody else, like in chat and everything. We're all talking about. I love it. I'm sad I missed it. I would have loved to have watched that. There's a VOD if you want to see it. But hey, maybe next year. that VOD. (laughs) What about you, Mikey? What's making you happy this week? Roxy, what's making me happy this week is cookies and skillets. You ever go to a restaurant and they get they, on the menu, they'll sometimes be called like a pazuki or mm-hmm. a, um, a, like a cookie sundae. It, they, they'll take a skillet okay, and they'll fill it with cookie dough and they'll bake the cookie and then they'll Ooh. just serve it in the skillet with ice cream on top of that hot cookie. Oh, that sounds delicious. I've never had that, but I want to have that. It's probably my all-time favorite food. You um, love, like, chocolate chip cookies. I don't think we've talked about this, but, like, chocolate mm-hmm. chip cookies are a defining snack favorite of yours, I'd say. Uh, chocolate chip cookies, without question, my favorite food. Yeah. Chocolate chip pancakes, without question, my favorite breakfast. Oh, they are good. Roxy, when I, I – so I had this bachelor party this weekend, and uh-huh. our Airbnb was right across the street from this little, like, brew pub kind of restaurant. 
where okay. we ate at once and had like our our full sit down. Like we got a bunch of drinks and had our full meal. Mm. And I saw it on the menu and I was like, I'm not going to get this. But maybe tomorrow when we're all like, because here's the thing how bachelor parties work, right? You have one night <laughs> where it's full of debauchery and the next day everybody's hung over and you're just kind of like. Argh. So I on the day when we so. were all just like, uh, I went over to that brew pub with a couple of the dudes and got one of those skillet cookies. Roxy, I would beat the shit out of a governor for one of those cookies. It's that, so good. It sounds so good. Now all, that's all, going to be all I can think about. I wonder if I can. It's like 8.30 p.m. my time. I wonder if I can somehow <laughs> track down that. I want to eat that. You can. I don't know if Big Wang's is a franchise in the Portland area, but that's one place that I know always has a reliable skillet cookie. It's possible. Okay. I This sounds delicious. Cook, warm cookie and ice cream. There are a few things oh. better than that. I And I oh. also love dessert. Like I'm someone who absolutely loves desserts. I always want to try a new dessert whenever I go to a place that has them. Mm-hmm. That's, I can't believe I've somehow never eaten that before. Oh. I want it for you. Roxy, each week, the demon bot hires a new monster to guard the basement door to keep us from escaping. And yet, each week, we still escape. This week, I brought along a weapon to keep us safe from him. Okay. You want to see what it is? Yeah, what is uh, what Roxy, is that? Uh-huh. I brought a bag of thumbtacks. I'm going to um, sprinkle it around the edge, and then the monster's not going to come get us because it'll, it'll be, it doesn't want to step on a thumbtack. You know, like caltrops exist. You could buy. You could get like an actual weapon. But okay, it's improvised. It's what you had at home. It's hey, I appreciate the effort. Okay, so thumbtacks. All right, I'll just open up the cellar door. The monster's barefoot, or this might not work. (laughs) Got some thin shoes, maybe. Oh no, Roxy, Roxy! The guardman of the basement is former WWE champion and hardcore legend Mankind. Roxy. Okay. He's had hundreds of thousands of pro wrestling matches where thumbtacks were dumped all over the ring. Wait, really? So, okay, well. He's immune to them. Roxy, there's nothing we can do. We simply must take his signature move, the mandible claw. That's where he puts his fingers in your mouth and. Wait, is that legit his signature move? Or are you making a gag? That's gross. Wait. Wait, he's doing it to you. Okay, I was... Well, you got it right, who? Well, okay. 